Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk's weekly podcast on sex, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Olivia Petter, lifestyle writer. And me, Rachel Hosey, acting assistant lifestyle editor. Each week we'll be discussing the core dating issues affecting millennials today. There are endless podcasts out there on love and relationships, but we felt that no one was really speaking directly to our generation, where people ghost, zombie and breadcrumb one another quicker than you can say Tinder. As two long-time singletons, we're breaking down the boundaries of modern-day dating, one aubergine emoji at a time. So what does all of this mean, and how is it affecting the way we form relationships today? Well, today we have a very special guest in, superstar vlogger, blogger, and podcaster Lucy Moon. Now, she co-hosts the brilliant podcast Banging Book Club with our previous guest Hannah Witten and Lena Norms. So welcome, Lucy. We are so thrilled to have you. Hello, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> and the first topic we're going to chat about today is a topic that has given us an E for explicit on this podcast. So sorry if you're listening, Mum, but I know you probably aren't. Um, the first topic we're talking about today is fuckboys. Now, fuckboys is something we talk about a lot these days. Um, but what are fuckboys? I will tell you the Urban Dictionary definition. It's actually Ooh, very long. Urban Dictionary so, definition. I know, I know. I did research. But, well, I'm going to give you a shortened version, actually, because it's very long. Here it goes. Asshole boy who is into strictly sexual relationships, he will lead a girl on and let her down, then apologise, only to ask for pics once the girl has welcomed him back into her trust. <laughs> Boys like this will pretend to genuinely care about the girl, but always fail to prove the supposed affection. He almost never makes plans because he has to hang out in his terms, which could be the most whimsical of times. And if the girl rejects those plans because she has a legitimate reason for not being able to hang out, he will get pissed. However, <laughs> if plans are made, he will bail on them without a second thought. And that actually goes on. I feel like that entry in Urban Dictionary was possibly written by someone who'd just been scorned. <laughs> <laughs> and as we know, hell, hell, hell hath no fury. <laughs> Lucy, what would you describe as a fuckboy? That's a really good question. I'm not quite sure. It just feels like more of um, like something you feel other people emit. Um, and Fuck also, I don't, I don't actually think it's that gendered. I think that the name is gendered, but like you can have a fuck girl as well. A fuck anyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> fuck girl though doesn't that just sound awful yeah <laughs> god yeah so but like she's, she's such a fuck girl, girl. <laughs> the thing is that's just not a term though is it like, you thank god I it's feel not like, a term I feel like guys aren't complaining if a girl messes them around being like she's such a fuck girl no but I reckon women can be messed around by other women but in terms of dating mm, I mean yeah. yeah like yeah I don't know I made a video about um, fuck boys and the concept of maybe half a year ago to a year ago now um, I think because I was dating one, or I'd been dating one, um, and I was just sick of it. Like I just kept getting lied to consistently mm. and I wasn't remotely interested in it turning into a relationship, but it was just that I'd find out through his friends, little lies he told that weren't true over and over and over to the point where I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to sleep with you at all. 
And then he did a full routine of like guilt tripping, emotional manipulation, emotional blackmail. Like it was absolute madness. Yeah, that's what I think. I think the main thing about what makes a fuckboy is they mess you around. They literally fuck with you. Yeah, and yeah. completely. And I think often, or well, from my own experience of fuckboys, I'd say often they, they're the ones that actually seem really nice at the start. A secret fuckboy, if you will. I think the, the, the point is it's also, it's not a physical thing, the, as the name suggests, although sometimes p- perhaps they will fuck you and then they will <laughs> fuckboy you. Mm. <laughs> um, and fuck with you. But I think it's more of like the head fuck thing that yeah. defines a oh, fuck boy. completely, yeah. It's totally a mental thing of like, it almost goes back to another dating buzzword that we've written about, breadcrumbing, mm. where you like sort of, you ghost someone, so you stop replying to them, you, t- you kind of show that you're not interested, but then you leave little breadcrumbs of hope sort of indicating that you are still interested, whether it's like a happy birthday text or a like oh, on I an Instagram. That. Yeah. <gasps> That's so common. And it's I've awful. never heard that before. It's sort of just like like giving them a sense of superiority, like putting them putting you back in their head. And just yeah. when you were getting over them and you were like, eh, I'm over this guy. I'm over. I'm like yeah. there's plenty more fish in the sea. And then then they like ping you an Instagram like or they watch your Insta story and you're just like, ooh you again. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh my God, he's so interested in what I'm doing. He he's must love me. Everything. Yeah. I, know. I know, I know. And I guess girls do this too though, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Girls absolutely do it too. But I think, as we said, the term fuck girl is just not really a thing. The thing God. is, I don't think a fuck boy is a new thing. Like, I'm sure since the dawn of time, people have messed each other around. There are men who have been dickheads and douchebags and these are all similar words, but... Fuck boy has now become an such a I don't know a part of young person's culture. I actually also looked up. I was trying to find when did the term fuck boy first come into existence, and apparently the possible earliest use of fuck boy in the mainstream was in a 2002 song called Boy Boy by a rapper called Cameron. That is. <laughs> Cam apostrophe Ron. I'm not really au fait with my rap music, so I may be pronouncing that wrong. But in his song, he uses fuckboy to mean a guy who is a weak loser, who sucks, who isn't conventionally masculine, or who, quote, ain't shit. Which I think by that he means is shit. Ain't shit. Yeah, like, you ain't shit. Right. I think I presume that is uh, the meaning. Um, I think that's a really in-depth analysis. Yes, I think so. I think Cameron was onto something there. But um, So Cameron definition aside, how do you think you can actually identify a modern day fuckboy mm. as our understanding of it goes? This was the exact video I made and I can't remember a single point from it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel, I think if they use the cry laugh emoji, that's a really big sign because personally for me, I think the cry laugh emoji is synonymous with fuckboy behavior. But boyery, perhaps. Yeah, potentially. But see, that's interesting you say that because I have actually learned in recent times that that is the most commonly used emoji. Like, I know, doesn't it make you sad? I would like. How to many do we have to pick <laughs> from? <laughs> the second time that Rachel has brought up that little nugget of knowledge on this podcast. Well, it's, it's, it's relevant in so many times. Did you guys. know? Surely, um, what's the second one? Like the red love heart or something? Oh no, it's another. I think it's the smiley or something. It's oh, like there, there are nearly all the actual faces. Um, but yeah, so why do you think that's a similar, similar fuckboyery? Because I sometimes I'm just laughing a lot. I don't know. I think there's two particular people I have in mind that all of our conversations, the kind of sliding into your DMs conversation, Ugh. involves a lot of ha has and lols mm. and cry laugh emojis. I and definitely I definitely do that. 
Oh dear. <laughs> I feel like a fuckboy is the one that would slide into your DMs, which by the way is a term that I only discovered this summer because all my friends were using it. I was like, what the hell is sliding into your DMs? It sounds so sinister. Yeah, but we know you never know youth speak, so. I, d- I never know youth speak. She no. asked me what IMO standed for. Standard do you know what for? IMO stood for? Do you know what IMO stands for? Yeah, in my opinion. Right? Right? I used to use IMHO and then I didn't know what IMO humble, was. Right? IMO? Yeah, in, in my, my humble, humble opinion. opinion. Why do these things need to exist? TBQH? <laughs> What is TBQH? To be quite honest. Oh, I would use TBH. But sometimes you just want to add that. (laughs) The only one I use all the time is IKR. Yeah, yeah, for sure. IKR is... I know, right. Oh, Ah, she got it. Sorry. (laughs) Olivia's face just then. God. She's like 23 going on 40 in some ways. (laughs) Jesus. Um, Yeah, so interesting. Emoji. That is... Yeah. I think I think some really obvious signposts for a fuckboy is when they get in touch when they're drunk. Yeah, late night, late, late night, night texts, late, late night, night texts or phone calls. Um, if they only get in touch, yeah. With if drunk. they only, if yeah, if they only talk to you in the evenings or they only want to see you in the evenings. Yeah, they message you at like after ten p.m. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's obviously bootay cool, but you know, <laughs> bootay. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I think one of the main signs of fuckboy is if. They only are interested in sex. Yeah. And like, if they want, if they, you know, if they want a relationship, they're messaging you through the day, but then they're also your drunk call. That's almost quite flattering. They're drunk and they're thinking of someone. And yeah, it's that's kind of nice. It's like, oh, I'm the drunk text. Yes. I think a big sign is that they say one thing and do another. Or there's, yep. there's a complete disconnect between what they say they want and what they actually do. Mm. Yep. Because that shows that they're immature, like emotionally, and that. They don't quite know what they want, and even in themselves. And they'll say anything to get into your knickers, Yeah, basically. They'll say what they think you want to hear. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's. I think we've identified two types of fuckboys. I think there are the fuckboys that literally just want to fuck you, and then there are the fuckboys who want to fuck with your head. I don't think they deliberately want to fuck with your head. I think they just don't care and just yeah, do it. I agree. I don't think they're, like, they're, they're kind of selfish. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, think yeah. very insularly yeah, about yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And their own desires when dating. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's very self-serving behavior. And yeah, I'm sure the fuck girls do the same. Mm. I mean, I like in some ways I'm very difficult like cause I'm very fickle and etc. I I I don't think I'm a fuck girl hopefully. Hopefully but you put your cards on the table though. I think you're allowed to have standards that some people might think are picky. Yeah. yeah. However, if you communicate, there's no problem. Yeah, I think if you're straightforward about how you feel, then you're never going to fuck boy, fuck girl someone. Yeah, I would agree. Sorted, guys. Okay, so now we know <laughs> how not be emotionally to be intelligent. a fuck boy or a fuck girl. All right, so next. We have been asking to hear your disaster date stories and we have very much enjoyed reading everything you've sent in. Um, Olivia is going to now read out loud our favourite one of the week. Um, So Olivia, take it away. Okay, so I'm very pleased that we're reading this on an episode that has the explicit label. (laughs) Uh, You will see why shortly. Dear Millennial Love Ladies, my dating disaster was actually with my boyfriend. We were celebrating our six-month anniversary and had rented a hotel room for the night in our uni city. Wanting to spice things up a bit, I'd purchased a dress-up bodysuit that featured a zip going all the way down my body. Yes, all the way down and up again at the back. As in through the legs. As in through the legs, yeah. Uh, my boyfriend and I returned to our hotel room oh, after a lovely dinner. Going. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided to surprise him by putting the slinky bodysuit on. We were just starting to get down and dirty when he started unzipping me. It was all quite exciting until the zip got stuck. 
gosh. Yes, I was naked and there was a PVC bodysuit attached to my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> there were tears, there were screams, and there were many, many swear words. After about 20 minutes of my poor boyfriend trying to delicately, <laughs> delicately unhook me from the outfit of death, he eventually took to phoning the concierge and getting an on-staff doctor to come oh upstairs God, no. and detach me while my poor B-cup tits dangled in his face <laughs> like two sad, deflated water balloons. It was probably the most humiliating date I've had. My boyfriend and I have since split up. <laughs> Yours truly, Mrs. I'm never buying a bodysuit again, Jones. Oh, that's, that is actually the most horrendous story. I mean, that is horrendous. It's oh like God. it's like there's something about Mary. Have you seen that film? No. No, um, I don't think so. Okay, never mind. And yeah, we'll just glaze over <laughs> yeah, that. Right? I'm, sure, I'm sure most say. people have seen that. Basically, where the guy is, un he's going to pee and he unzips his trousers and... The zip gets uh, stuck in a very oh. uncomfortable position. You just don't want zips anywhere to have Yeah, there. zips zips should have a health warning. I feel like while you were reading that, everything just sort of jumped back up inside. Everything just sort of like... Ugh. Gurgled inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey, now we know what to look for if we're going to buy sexy costumes for other people. Yeah, I think this is a safety warning in that story. Mm. Like, Also, I just like, why would you need a zip to go all that way? I mean... It's just unnecessary. It seems very unnecessary. And yeah. I, for one, will be avoiding them at all costs. <laughs> mm. um, but thank you so much for sending in the story. Please Mrs. keep them coming. Never buying a bodysuit again, Jones. We loved it. And we are so glad you survived to tell the tale. And speaking of dating, second topic of discussion for today is sober dating or not so sober dating as the case may be. Now, Lucy was just mentioning to us that she is rather experienced in the art of sober dating. Do you want to tell us a bit about it? Sure thing. Um, so let's let's premise with during uni, I drank a lot, like a hell of a lot. And I did Tinder. And mm -hmm. so I went on many dates where I was smashed one of them I was too drunk to get home so Ooh. I had to stay in his like in his bed nothing happened because I was too drunk but I had to stay somewhere and then um come the end of uni I realized I had some kind of alcohol problem so I went sober for about 100 days wow. um and then now I do periods of sobriety kind of on and off if I feel I need to check in with myself mm -hmm. and and work out where I'm at with it um, and during that sobriety period, it coincided very nicely with a really intense breakup. So I went on lots of weird sober dates. Okay, so this is so interesting. So my personal experience is I do not like the idea of going on a sober first date, especially. I, especially if I'd never met the guy, if it was a date off Bumble or something, I very much feel like to relax, to, I don't know, help me feel more comfortable. I help, also, I'm better at flirting after a drink or two. I f it's like what's expected as well. And yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like I'd find it hard to, I don't know, a bit harder to relax. I also, I think I'm much funnier when I'm drunk. Yeah. So I think maybe not not so drunk that I can't speak and say my own name, yeah, but when I'm tipsy, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's definitely a line, which I have learned now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think when you strike the right balance of like a few glasses of wine, you know, you're just, you're more comfortable, you're more at ease. The funny, witty one-liners just come out left, right and center. And that's what you need on a first date. So what I'm interested in to ask you, Lucy, is that like, so when you were going on these, you know, Tinder dates or whatever, when you were sober, um, did you, what was the reaction of the guys when you said, oh, by the way, I'm not drinking? Did you tell them in advance? I Hold up. 
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I usually told them in advance because, or they, or I knew them beforehand, and so you know, you know how you know people yeah. that you go on a first date with, like not that well, but yeah, enough to be like, oh, and now I don't drink anymore. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> so um, every, I think everyone knew beforehand. Um, the kind of problem I faced was I really wanted to date someone, like if it was to turn into a relationship, who did understand how someone can have a problematic drinking relationship so I needed people who didn't also not drink unless they were like alcoholics like sobered up alcoholics so there was a lot of like um me trying to assess what their relationship with alcohol was because I I'm more than happy for anyone to drink around me that wasn't an issue Mm. however something I did really notice is that lots of guys I only date men lots of guys (laughs) makes it sound like it's an exclusive party sorry (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm a straight woman um and a lot of these men if they drank a lot themselves felt deeply intimidated by the idea that I didn't Mm. and so would try and plan a date that didn't involve going to a pub Mm. And I'd always be like, I'm happy to go and sit in a pub and drink a blackcurrant and soda and just talk because that's all I want to do on a first date. I want to get to know someone. But one guy took me uh, for a meal and then we did um, golf. Like, what's that thing called where it's crazy golf? Crazy golf. No, no, not crazy. Into the abyss. Oh. What's that kind of golf called? Space it's golf. Like a sh- something hitting range. Hitting golf balls far away. Golf range. Yeah, hitting <laughs> golf balls far away. That we did that, and then we putting went, oh, range. That, no, something like that. <laughs> something range. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, we did that, and then we took a drive. Went to Blackheath, watched the sunset. Like Sounds it was like a really long ridiculous. Day. So nice. It was amazing. <laughs> but it, and it is the best day I Rachel's think like, I've ew. been on. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, that sounds great. But it was just this really <laughs> odd dynamic of he was so scared to take me to a pub wow. or a bar. That's really interesting. I guess he probably thought he was being really thoughtful and like actually that's quite impressive that he put that much effort into it. Yeah, and he's a lovely guy. But he clearly thought that he needed to do that. But the thing is, he if I went on a date and and we'd planned to go for drinks or something and then the guy was like, "Oh, I'm not drinking." I would probably then be like, "Ooh, but then should, should I drink? Should I not drink?" That's a really interesting thing about our own attitudes towards alcohol, I think, because you notice it really strongly, especially in British culture, that if someone says, oh, I'm not drinking, everyone else feels kind of insecure about their own drinking. Yeah, so they go, no, totally. I won't drink as well. I won't drink as well. And that's not necessary. And it's so true as well that if you're like out for dinner with friends or something 
And then if one person goes, oh, actually, I'm just going to stick to water, then everyone else is like more likely to be like, yeah, yeah, actually, me too. But then if someone else goes, oh, should we get some wine? I'm going to have a glass of wine. And then you go, oh, well, if you are. Yeah. yeah. And then we just want to do what we feel is like, there's oh, that's real, what everyone else is doing. There's a real pack mentality when it comes to drinking, yeah. which I think is actually a bit of a shame because if, because I'm usually the one, if we're going for dinner during the week or something, I will usually be like, oh, well, I don't really want to drink. I just don't feel like I need to. And and I've been in situations where friends of mine have been like, oh God, you're so boring. Or Yeah, there's a lot of emotional it's just, pressure. It's like shaming for for not drinking. But it's only because they want to feel better about themselves. Well, exactly. Yeah, it all comes yeah, from insecurity. But it's just, it seems so unnecessary. Like, why should someone feel worse about having a drink if the other person that they're with isn't drinking? Like, it's a personal choice. And I think it says a lot about a guy if you go to a date, you go on a date and... For whatever reason, maybe you say, oh, no, I'm not going to drink. And and they then start really probing you on it and start showing that they feel uncomfortable with that. That says a lot about the kind of person they are. It's a really, really easy way to weed out the assholes. Absolutely. Mm. Straight away, (laughs) if someone feels uncomfortable by the fact that you're not drinking. Yeah. That is, yeah, like textbook. So it gets rid of the fuck boys as well. But I do think if you are, if you have planned like a sober date and you've established beforehand that one of you or or both of you for whatever reasons aren't drinking, I do actually think an activity rather than a pub date or say a restaurant is actually better because it's just, it's just a bit more fun and it doesn't have to be about, you know, sitting with one another and (coughs) drinking. Bless you. (laughs) My greatest fear on a date is basically running out of conversation, running out of things to say, and there being an awkward silence. And and that's more likely to happen in the pub than on, you know, crazy golf But it's golf, also more golf. likely to happen if we haven't had a drink. That's Everyone's chatty, and I'm yeah. a chatty person already. Yeah, I, I, I know that. Does that you <laughs> I sit next to you. Uh, yeah, I'd try and plan, I'd try and plan a couple of, like, kind of one-liner questions mm. <laughs> to fill those gaps. Such as? Oh, I don't know anything about their job or their work or what they actually are doing in their free time, the passion project, mm. rather than so got any pets. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes you do just want to know if they've got any pets. <laughs> no? Is that just me? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I like. It's that. not the first thing I jump to, but yeah, I can see. <laughs> I Why? usually go for. So tell me your life story. Really? I mean, sometimes. No? Okay, <laughs> that's a lot. That's bold. But usually, I just want to like know all the background. And do people really tell you their life story? Well, I ask many questions along the way. Okay, I'm like, I just carry on firing questions at them until they feel like they're in a job interview. It goes uh, very well. And then, and then they like, oh, this is why you're a journalist. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, sober dating. I think it should be more acceptable because I, I think it's a shame that like there is so much drinking you know culture associated with dating and even though I sort of feel like for me on a date I kind of want to have a drink um I also think I don't want it to always because I even sometimes like oh if a guy will like ask me out or something and I'll be like oh I've got one free evening that week but I'd really like to not drink and just have a quiet night or something and then I feel if I go on a date I'm like I'm gonna have to drink and I don't want to Mm, I know what you mean I actually was seeing a guy last year and um when I sort of ended things after a couple of months he was like oh I have to go back to dating and that means more drinking and I don't really want to drink I don't like drinking that much and and that was quite sad that he felt like that yeah definitely it shouldn't be something that is expected of you I don't think yeah but yeah did a lot of sober dating well done that takes strength 
it was it was all right. It was all right. Anyway, so we are on Bumble. You <laughs> are in a relationship. I am. That's I very did exciting. A little bit of Tinder and Bumble pre that, and a lot of Tinder when I was nineteen. But no, now I'm in a fresh new relationship. Very exciting. Did you oh, meet yeah. said new boyfriend on a dating app? Alas, no. A mutual friend. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's the nice. best way. Yeah. I got very lucky. It was yeah. one of the things where it was like, oh, we're not going to become a relationship, are we? That's very silly. And then it just literally happened. It's <gasps> like a film. Rachel's got like a fairy tale glaze. <laughs> Look over her that's face. That's my issue. <laughs> and too many rom-coms. Um, anyway, so we are about to tell you all our Bumble bio of the week. And this was one Livy found. Yeah. So would you like so, to tell the crowd? We protect our Bumble bio of the week identities. So <laughs> his name is Ed. That's all the information I'm going to tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> His bio is, I'm helping a mate complete a 3,000-piece jigsaw puzzle. If that doesn't show commitment, I don't know what does. See, I really like that. I think that's just, like, a little bit unusual. Yeah, it's like a joke. It's yeah. quite cute. Yeah, and also, like, you know, if that's true, that's impressive. Yeah, and it gives you something to talk about. You can be like, so, how's the jigsaw going? What's the puzzle of? Yeah. And as we've learned last week when we had Louise from Bumble in, asking something about their bio or their profile is the key opener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For a long time, mine was full set of teeth. Nice. And that's good. All I'd give people. Like a question? Like, as in, do you have a full set of teeth? No, or? no, the statement. Oh, full set of full teeth set of in the bio. Nice. But then people might be like, but did you have braces? Have you got any fillings? Might go down a dentistry route. Or maybe that's only the sort of thing I would do. <laughs> Anywho, um, Libby, have you taken on Louise's advice on how to improve your profile since last week? So I have. I am um, basically Rachel and I had our dating bios analysed by Louise last week. Uh, Rachel won in the dating app bio competition. <laughs> I did not fare as well. Um, so I have since improved my profile. I have added more photos. I have gotten rid of the line that said I might write about you, even <laughs> though I probably will. Um, and I have had, I've been more active on my swiping. Turns out I have a type because the five boys I've been speaking to are either called Ben or Christopher. That's so funny. I mean, what, and I didn't even realize this until yesterday when I kept, I kept noticing that it kept being like, Ben has sent you a message. Ben has sent you a message. I was like, Christ, Ben's a chatty guy, isn't he? <laughs> and then I looked at it and I was like, oh, right. Three different, three different Bens. Um, so Do they all call themselves Christopher? Yeah. Chris? yeah, 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 Christopher. I never really know when they have like William or Alexander. I never whether to go in with like, hey, Will, hey, Alex, or to full name them. Yeah, it feels quite formal to full name them. Um, but no, I haven't got round to the stage of actually being asked to go on a date and I haven't plucked up the courage to ask someone on a date myself. No. When does that happen? So, uh, as a, as a, what's this, Tinder Bumble user, yeah. mm. I followed my friend Sana, who's um, a, another YouTuber's rule, which was that within the first conversation, you should get to a point where you should ask someone out What on does a date. that mean, the first conversation? The first... I don't know, initial chat, like yeah. over an evening. If you think they're funny and good, ask them on a date. Got it. Go on then. <laughs> and the challenge from Louise was that um, if Livy and I can get ourselves sorted with dates from Bumble within a week, 
which um, at the time of recording gives Olivia one day, yeah. <laughs> um, then they would organise a fun date for us. <gasps> yeah, Exciting. I've got 24 hours to make a decision. I just It just really freaks me out because I've actually never been on a dating app date with a total stranger. The only dates I've been on from Bumble or Tinder have been with people that I already know. So I've sort of cheated the system a bit. First um, time for everything. Yeah, I just I'm just a bit nervous. You don't do it if you don't want to, obvs. Yeah, I don't know. I might. I might pluck up the courage. We'll see. Rachel, how about you? I feel like you've been getting on much better with your super profile. <laughs> well, I have also slightly added to my profile on Louise's recommendation. I added something saying like looking for someone who's equally keen to spend the winter drinking mulled wine and eating mince pies in a Christmas jumper. Oh, you are too adorable. I mean, but that that is genuinely what I want to do. <laughs> and actually, some guys have um, spoken to me about that. One guy even sort of, we started talking about peanut butter mince pies, which aren't a thing, but I think they should be because oh. he like, I also, wait, oh, you're not impressed. No. Okay. I'm so right Rachel, Rachel has peanut butter aficionado on her bio. That's a great thing. Thank you. But yeah, so anyway, <laughs> so I sort of, have been like after Louise set this challenge, I've been like right, yeah, Bumble, swipe, 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 and so. But then it's got, it's got a bit overwhelming. I've sort of got too many conversations on the go right now, um, and it's a bit like you can't you can't remember who, 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 who you said to which boy, and then which boy is the one who does that job and is from this place and was talking about the halloumi fries and mate. Try doing it when they all have the same bloody name. Yeah, that's, that's extra confusing. It's so confusing. But I have actually been asked out by a handful. Ooh. And I've sort of, um, including, uh, I didn't tell you everyone, Bumble bio of the week from last week. Remember Tom, who was a, who liked um, liked his women, how he likes his coffee, strong and given, you know, appropriate, what did he say? Recognition in society in the workplace. Yeah. He was great. So I matched with him and he's actually asked me out. So you never know, me and Tom, he might be the one. Um, <laughs> but I've just, um, I'm just at this point now where actually... I looked, these boys have asked me out and I sort of haven't really gov- given concrete answers because I've looked at my diary and it's like chocker for like three weeks. And I I can't bring myself to be like, I'm not free until three weeks on Tuesday. So I might have to. But then if you have cancel every or ever, I've done this, made the mistake before of cancelling my real social life plans to go on a date. And then it never works out with a boy. And I'm like, God damn it. Why did I do that? When, how long is your lunch break? An hour. Find out where they work. <laughs> See if you can do a 45 minute speed date over like coffee. So fun, we should do That's that. It's an interesting idea. That because you don't need more than 45 minutes at first. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if anyone would come to Kensington. And it stops the, the risk of you sleeping with them. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. You can be like, oh, sorry, gotta run to the office. Exactly. <laughs> you can't get. Yeah, you can do your sober dating in a normal environment. Yeah. And you can't get so drunk that you're like, hey, come back to mine when you don't really want right, to. Right, that's the next challenge. God, so many challenges coming out of this. I know. Okay, that's, that's the thing we need to try. Sober lunchtime date. Okay. Yeah. A okay, coffee we'll date. Do we'll do it. They're going to have to be local. <laughs> yeah. Have to yeah, scour the streets. <laughs> hey, want to date me? Yeah. Like now? <laughs> <laughs> that's it, but that's how Bumble works, isn't it? Isn't, oh, you can't swipe in the day. Sorry, ignore me. You can <laughs> swipe in the day. Yeah, but like oh, not when you're I mean, at work doing no, important no, work. Not. Obviously not. We never no, go on Bumble. No, I would. Day. I wouldn't do that. No. Um, I think that's it for today, girls. Time's flown. Awesome. Um, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, as this helps other people discover our wonderful podcast. Not that we're biased. Um, if you would like a Bumble bio makeover, um, like we had last week from Louise, and I think we can both concur that um, her tips of 
improved our game on Bumble. Yeah. Um, you just need to get in touch with us via email or you can tweet us. I'm Rachel underscore Hosey and Olivia is at Olivia Petter One. Or if you're really old school, send us a letter. We'd love a letter. Um, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, but don't worry, your Bumble bio won't be read out on the podcast or anything. It's just to put you in touch with Louise. And if you have a dating disaster story, we'd love to hear it. So please write it in on iTunes review or you can send them privately via email at millennial.love at independent.co.uk. And don't worry, your stories will all be kept anonymous. And thank you so much, Lucy, for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun to have you on. Thanks so much, Lucy. And thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 